I mean, I mean come on, Ed, it's bullcrap. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is anchor man, not anchor lady, and that is a scientific fact. Uh-huh. I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> Loud noises. I love lamp. Are you just looking around the room and saying you love things? This song. <laughs> Andy, what was what? <laughs> I just I totally thought Rob was gonna start saying something, but he just I zoned out. <laughs> he dolloped out for a second. <laughs> dolloped out. Dolloped out. Dolphin occurs when it's, you're involved in conversation and then suddenly you have no idea what's happening and people are talking to you and you do- wait, what? Wait, what? There it is. Happens to me all the time. So it's like a mini mini blackout. Mini blackout. <clears throat> Brownout. Episode three. Episode three. Saturday. 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 We're making the podcast for Thursday's Big Mustache Thursday. Oh, yeah, today's. So today would actually be Thursday the... 14th? 14th. 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 I have a calendar in front of my eyes. Okay. <laughs> so this is our Big Mustache Thursday podcast for July 14th. Welcome back. 2011. Hope it, I encourage you guys to go listen to the previous two episodes. First one, we're going to change the title to Heavy Breathing with Rob, Andy, and Mark. <laughs> I think there was a little less of a heavy breathing. In the, uh, in Obscene the breathing episode. with Rob, <laughs> Mark, and Andy. So we're back here in Geneva, in the Casa de Rob. You can feel free to look at the Facebook page. We have pictures of our recording setup. How many uh, current likes do we have? Mike? I believe we were at 30. That's pretty good. 30 likes. We need more. We do need more. Tell your friends. www.facebook.com. You don't have to have a mustache to like the page, but it's strongly encouraged. I think that's, I think that's been a misconception. People have not been liking the page because they don't. Never mind. They like the mustache. I got you. I followed. Yeah. Thank you. You can just like us. It's okay. And our uh, slightly special mascot in our picture, Annie. (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty good addition. (laughs) Annie demanded to be included. And uh, her repayment will be to make an appearance on the the show. Has she listened to any of the shows yet? I doubt it. I mean. Well, we're not NPR. Yeah. And we're not car talk, so her and Scott wouldn't be listening to this. But if they do listen to this, well, we're going to be hearing about it. Oh, well. We'll deal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we want to jump into a... Uh, They're listening for three. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so, I, I want to make a new uh, ongoing segment on the show, on the pod, called Mustakes. If you pronounce mustache as it's written, M-U-S-T-A-C-H-E, mustache. Mustache, I get it. And it's uh, terrible, terrible, unfortunate people that should not have mustaches. Are they unfortunate people or unfortunate mustaches? The mustache is unfortunate. Some of my people are also unfortunate people. That's okay. We, we don't. That They're isn't all a... unfortunate people. So the idea is, who, who has who is a mustache that shouldn't ever? And uh, I'm going to go with my first one, and that is uh, former Gonzaga basketball star <laughs> Adam Morrison. He has the worst mustache ever created by man. I think it did create some some pretty good attention, though. It was it, okay, it, maybe bad attention. Yeah, it was terrible attention. It was like being known for, and it looked even worse when he was crying. Yes, because it when just caught a few tears. Yeah. I have a theory that if you can count the individual hairs in your mustache, you should not have a mustache. 
What if you got a lot of time? If you can count them, no, it is bad. If you from five feet away, yes. Okay. So, Rob, what about you? Do you have a, a mistake for the week? Yeah, I have a couple actually. Uh, you want my top mistake? Yes. Who's your top mistake? Uh, it was a tough battle, but my top mistake would have to be Sammy Sosa. Look it up. It's horrible. He had a mustache back before. I think he was on the juice. And it was it was a bad mustache. Followed closely, but I don't think this one was a real mustache. Followed closely by Michael Sarah yes. in uh, Youth and Revolt. In Youth and Revolt. I, I, don't, I don't think it was real. That had to have been fake. Oh God, Sammy Sosa's mustache is terrifying. <laughs> is it not? And now he's white, a, a different color, <laughs> <laughs> and his face looks really huge. <laughs> it does. He looks like a clown. He does. It's just bad. I, I have to give him credit for the high top fade, though. That I like the you know. The young man, high top faded. I remember one time uh, we were at your grandpa's house, Mark, and uh, we were looking through his baseball card collection, and I think we stumbled across Sammy Sosa. Yes. We were just <laughs> amazed by how big he's gotten or had gotten. I don't think he's that big anymore, but like muscular big. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was a stick. He, he got a stick. swole, man. He was. He looked like Ricky Henderson or Derek Jeter thin, and then all of a sudden he just, just like Mark, Mark McGuire, and all those guys, he blew up. Uh, Andy, do you have a mistake? I, I don't. I, That's okay. Mark and I have a backup. I didn't prepare. I have multiple mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really bad. Multiple mistakes. Uh, James Franco should never have a mustache. It looks terrible. I think it just takes away from my respect for James, James Franco. I do you have respect for James Franco? Uh, of course I have. Did you almost call him Jim Franco? I almost did call him Jim Is he, Franco. On a nickname basis. Yes. Do you text him? <laughs> yes. He and I are Facebook buddies. Jim. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. New Planets in the Ape movie looks... Did you see uh, 127 Hours? No. It was trippy. Yeah. It was odd. I don't know how I felt about it. Any other mistakes out there? For this week. we. This, I like this idea as an I, ongoing segment. Yeah, I don't have any more. Those are my, my three. Sammy Sosa, James Franco, and Michael Sarah in uh, Youth and Revolt, which I don't, I don't think counts because it wasn't real. But, but it just went to show you that he should never have a mustache. He should just always be clean-shaven. Uh, Orlando. I'm going to end with Orlando Bloom. He also has the really thin mustache. Like you can easily see, he's a James Franco. Yeah, uh, they both have the same kind of features and lack of facial hair. A lot of men have the the facial hair that just goes stash and then doesn't connect quite to the lower beard area. It afflicts people that <laughs> I might be sitting in the room with. They're looking at me, <laughs> both of them, and the fact we can see his face underneath some stubble. Yeah. There's a little bit of stubble there. Some <laughs> types of mustaches. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we have... You know what, Andy, though? Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. Andy's never brought up the fact that I had a creepy mustache I always forget that, Rob. <laughs> this was we, before my time. Me this for this, we yeah. were... Uh, were we freshmen? Well, <clears throat> I had it for like two years. Are you kidding? Rob had a, a very... I had a phase. It was a it was a very impressive mustache. It was thick. It was black. I think it was impressive. It, it was a crustache, basically. <laughs> which is when you're a little kid and you're going through puberty and you get that first fur on your upper lip and, and no one tells you to shave it yet. What made you decide to finally shave it? I looked like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up one morning. This is not my, how I want to look. I just remember one picture... Of you. I think it was when the marching man went to France that year. It's my year. passport picture. 
Can we, can we po- can we post that online? Can we post? Unfor- I have an unfortunate mustache mustache picture of me. I'll look for I'll look for it. It's my old passport <laughs> picture. I'm wearing actually it might be my Liverpool High School student ID. I have a, I have bleach blonde hair tips. <laughs> I have a, I have a mustache, <laughs> and I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Oh man, you didn't, you didn't know about the blonde hair? No, it's a trifecta. Th- this is before uh, I got to know these two fellows. I can't I, believe they let me into another country looking like that. <laughs> and I carried a briefcase into the other country. That's what I, I remember. I remember seeing a picture of you. Sit, you were sitting in the airport in this picture, and you're hugging the briefcase, and you're like looking off in the distance with the mustache, and it was just our oh, flight was delayed that day. It's probably my, my fault. <laughs> they were checking you against <laughs> they were this. They were investigating me. What, what were you carrying in, a, in your briefcase? It's just what I traveled with. <laughs> Why didn't Rob's mustache come up before this episode? No, I think that should be the title of this episode: is Rob's mustache. Rob's. Should we start mustache. naming the episodes? I like besides episodes. one, two, three, four, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Really, first one is named "Heavy Breathing." I can go back and rename them if you want. <laughs> uh, we are on iTunes now, so if you go ahead and search the pat- the uh, podcast, yeah. If you search for "Big Mustache Thursday," on mustache. ITunes, mustache. Mustache. They don't. They didn't give us a very easy web address to get to the iTunes. It's. But um, it's easy enough if you just go to iTunes, go to but, the um, iTunes store, and uh, search Big Mustache Thursday. We're the only one. If you're playing along at home, that was one but um. From Andy Doff. Um, I don't say that that often, like Robin. So we're going uh, mistakes. Yes, we got the mistakes. Got the mistakes. Way. Mark, what's our next topic to, uh, to I actually discuss? think going now from the but um, that's uh, a How Much Your Mother reference. They have a drinking game set up for one of the characters on her early, early morning news show and they drink whenever she says but um they also have a great concept called revertigo where you return to the way you behaved when you see somebody you haven't seen in a long time so you go back to what you used to do when you hung out with them you know maybe you've, you've grown up you become more of an adult and but instead you revert back to where you went and uh it was brought up that we feel everybody has a childhood revertigo where it's something that when you see it, you turn into a, like a nine-year-old version of yourself, and you think it's awesome. Uh, one of our friend's dads, his childhood revertigo is kites. He goes crazy, go nuts for him. Yeah, we we tried flying them today, and, uh, and did he, wasn't and enough wind. It was a little disappointing. Did he act I like, was disappointed. Did he act too. like a disappointed nine-year-old when the wind wouldn't pick up? Maybe eleven. <laughs> Giving him a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give him that. Uh, so I was thinking, my childhood revertigo. I act like a small, bo- like little boy when I see dinosaurs. I flip out. I think they're awesome. I go back to seeing Jurassic Park in the theaters and T Rex and wanting to be that little kid in the movie and hang out with um, not Sam Elliott. I forgot the guy's name, the paleontologist. Okay, well, um, this I haven't noticed this till recently, but there's been a lot of construction, like building of buildings and stuff. Are we not going to discuss Mark's revertigo? Oh, we're, we're going, to, we're going I'm right. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yours. Andy wants to talk. He doesn't talk much, but when he does, I'm going to mute my microphone. Don't mute your microphone. It's muted. <laughs> so dinosaurs, though, I think you know it's. There's something about them that I remember being a small kid and just I flip out and turn into a little nerd boy mark. Wasn't there some sort of um, exhibit around here? It, it wasn't walking with dinosaurs. Is that where it was? Yeah. Where you go in and it's yeah, all I the robotic dinosaurs? That. Yes. Oh, I remember reading yeah, about I that. that when I was a kid. Absolutely. I, I always wanted to go, but my parents never brought me to the most when I was a kid. Yep. Most being the Syracuse Museum of Science and Technology. A giant play ground with science and things. Have you seen the dinosaur IMAX movie? Is his name Sam Neil from Jurassic Sam Park? Sam Neil. Yeah, yeah, Sam Neil. I like that guy. I always wanted to. I, I went through a paleontologist uh, phase when I was a kid because of that movie. Dino DNA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so dinosaurs, man. I just they're they're awesome. 
They're huge. And you know there's no such thing as a triceratops anymore? That's a lie. I've seen it. No, they, they classified it as another dinosaur. What dinosaur is it then? I don't remember. I saw we Andy and I saw it at the Smithsonian. We saw a triceratops. So so it's it's not considered a dinosaur? Well, they have a, a big issue occasionally because they'll find dinosaurs and they'll label them as something, as something, and, and they'll realize like twenty years down the line that they find more bones and they're like, oh wait, these two things are actually related. And yeah, like Brachiosaurus, I think that got changed to something else. And there's an Ultrasaurus, and I would love to find a dinosaur in my yard so I can name it whatever I wanted. I would name it Robosaurus is too easy. I don't know. <laughs> Fieldsosaurus. Yeah, that just sounds like someone found it in a field. Yeah. To Jurassic Park. Yeah. They keep on saying they want to make more Jurassic Park movies. They are. They're making a number four. Are they making a number four? I think Spielberg's back on board for it, too. <laughs> Spielberg just like, I'm going to make fourth movies of everything I've ever made. Absolutely. I hope he keeps doing it. We're going back to movies. Sorry, guys. We'll, we'll stop talking about movies. I like movies. So, Andy, what's your river to go? Um, my river to go, I... I Kind of jumped into it yeah, earlier. You blew up so my spot I'm earlier. Sorry, Mark. You know what? I don't revert back guess to childhood. Your vertigo is. You mentioned construction. I'm going to say construction workers, YMCA. <laughs> you have village people will vertigo. You are way off, actually. Except for the construction part. Village people vertigo is the name of my ABBA cover band. Lately, they've been uh, they've been building a lot of things around where I live. They just built a uh, what? Keep talking. <laughs> um, they just built like a, a brand new burn dairy gas station, and I I drive by it every day on my way to work, and I would see it, you know, step by step every morning, and I and I was day by day. Yeah, a little bit older every day. <laughs> <laughs> time after time. What? So construction. Yeah, and I would see this gas station go up day by day, and 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 I would I would tell, and I would talk to my girlfriend about it. Um, Whenever we're in the car and we drive by it and she just never heard I'd the end of it. I'd do anything to bone her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is really excited that he found sound clips. <laughs> and, um, that wasn't me. And there's there's something new going up over across some Target and I really want to know what it is. And we were driving around. Which Target? Uh, in Cicero. And we were... Um, it's a Costco. We were driving by a house... Um, a brick house that had um, like two by fours nailed to the side. I'm like, house. oh, they must be putting siding on that house now or something. So it's just something that I always see and think about. So you act like a little kid when you're around construction. I do. That's just weird. That that. How long have we known each other, Andy? And I've never. It's it's only been evident recently. Oh, so what? you just caught the revertigo. That's not revertigo, so. then. That's just you like seeing things being built as an adult man. <laughs> well, no, he's saying that he acts like a little kid. He, he asks too many questions. He doesn't phrase them in an adult language. Like, ooh, what's that? What's that? Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh. so it's things that make you act like a little kid, not necessarily something you love like a little kid, like you with dinosaurs. It could be both, I think. Well, I act like a little kid if I see dinosaurs. Like, I, I like I building, get a little more I frantic. Liked, I like construction stuff when I was little, but it, it hasn't been like an ongoing thing. Like, I've only noticed my revertigo in the past few months. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Mark gets me. Awkward pause. Just I'll go with it. <laughs> All right, Rob, what is your revertigo? Childhood revertigo. I guess I, I misunderstood this whole revertigo thing. I was just thinking of something that I really enjoyed when I was a little kid. Yeah. And my parents always tell this story that uh, they got HBO. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they ever got HBO was because there was a television show that would come on. And I'd be walking across the room. And little Rob... Andy's messing with my stuff, and my voice is going in and out. 
Andy, what's wrong? It sounds just fine. leave everything alone. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna start adding my microphone stuff while you're doing it. So I be walking across the room as a little kid, and I just freeze and stand there for the whole half an hour and watch what it was. What? And it was a television show called Fraggle Rock. <gasps> Down and, Fraggle Rock. Yeah, the music would come on. Boom, 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 and I would just freeze and watch it for a whole half an hour. And I still kind of have an affinity towards Fraggle Rock. And I like watching it. It's on the hub. And, and so it makes you feel like a little kid again. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, that, that's the idea. Okay. You, you hit it right on the head. Yes. You know, the idea is that it, it makes you act or feel like a little kid, like you were when you were you know, that old. Yeah. That and uh, I don't know if you've seen on YouTube, you can like Google old toy commercials. Those get me every time. Or like... The My ones that buddy. what I found recently is McDonald's toy commercials, <laughs> the old For ones. Happy Meals. Yeah, I'm like, man, I totally had that grimace. I still have that in a box at my dad's house in the garage. I have that fry guy that turns into a robot for no apparent reason. Oh, I remember those. Remember yeah, those? I used to love those things. <laughs> like, here's a hamburger, and it turns into <laughs> a robot. <laughs> we know Transformers is vaguely popular, so we're just going <laughs> to jump on the bandwagon. It's and... a milkshake that turns into a pterodactyl robot. Ah, and Grimace terrorizes the city. He <laughs> was scary. You know, he was originally a villain. Grimace? Yeah, in the McDonald's world. With a name like Grimace, what else could you be? He was also a different color, but we won't What color? I think he was green at first. Green Grimace. Google it, Mark. Grimace. So that's Revertigo. That's that's Childhood Revertigo. It's very interesting. If you have any weird uh, Childhood Revertigo, go to www.facebook.com slash Big Mustache Thursday. Big Mustache Thursday. And post your Childhood Revertigo, Revertigo I can't even say it, Revertigo to our wall, and uh, we'll see what other crazy things people freak out to. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he was an evil villain. And then he became Ronald McDonald's best friend. He was green when he was uh, Uncle O'Grimacy for Shamrock Shakes. Uncle o- <laughs> <laughs> And I wonder why that didn't catch on. <laughs> Uncle O'Grimacy. So he was Irish? Yeah, apparently. Uh, I found a YouTube video of an early Grimace McDonald's commercial, and the description says he has six arms. Dear I'm, Lord, that's terrifying. I'm playing it, but all I see is... Well, oh, yep. oh my God, he did. <laughs> Early Grimace McDonald's commercial. Google that. I don't think I want to. Or maybe they're four, maybe four arms and two legs. I might kill my childhood. <laughs> it's so weird. So many arms and legs. He is green. He looks like a turtle. I think a Godzilla villain. He has a face for radio. You have a face for radio. That's why people can't see my face. <laughs> we should, uh, I was thinking about this. <laughs> We should actually webcast these. Oh, so you, you stream it or something like that? Yeah. yeah we, we can do a live stream. Do a live stream. Yeah, people, I think people can actually watch us. You stream or live stream. While we do this. I don't know if people, if you're interested in that, you know, let us know as well. We'll just add it to the, the traveling Big Mustache Thursday studio. Yeah. yeah. Andy carries it around in a, a Tupperware tub. Yeah, it's very efficient and high tech. So, yeah, if you're watching you stream right now, you'd be able to see me. I just picked my nose a little. <laughs> and uh, we were laughing earlier when Andy was talking about his revertigo because uh, Rob spilled some drink on his shirt. I think you were laughing. I don't think Andy was. No, Andy was wondering oh. what we were laughing at. <laughs> oh, I thought you were laughing at something. <laughs> and we are getting one step closer to being a daytime radio talk show. <laughs> Why, because of the sound effects? Of the sound effects. <laughs> are you ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> We've got sound effects. Yeah. 
There are some terrifying Google image results for Grimace. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> I need to stop looking at that or else my brain will fry. Rob, what is next on our topic list? What do you got over well, there? Well, I'd like to talk about this. I know uh, we last the last podcast we did discuss baseball quite a bit, and some some player that everybody knows, Derek Cheater, just reached a milestone in his career. He got his 3,000th hit on what Saturday. A, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote a joke. What did she look like? Oh, Jeter's a player. No, he's with Minka Kelly. Oh, yeah, he settled down, didn't he? Kind of. Oh, settled up. <laughs> yeah. I thought well, he was with somebody else. So, yeah, 3,000 hits by, uh, by Jeter. Yeah, and I, I, it's just been something I've been following, not only because I'm a Yankees fan, but I've also been reading the uh, book by Ian O'Connor, the captain, which has been pretty interesting. It you know, depicts A-Rod as the biggest rat in the world, which everybody already knows. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> and uh, Jeter is you know, a pretty upstanding guy who... Uh, if you get on Jeter's bad side, you apparently never get off. Really? Yeah. He just hates you forever. He is a grudge holder. Huh? Yeah. Big time. <laughs> who big does time. he? Just add <laughs> Chad Curtis. Yeah. Apparently uh, made a big stink when one one season, and uh, Jeter just like shut him down. Like, nope, <laughs> you're out. You're dead and then, to me. And then the next season he was traded or what, released or something. So, you know, he he has a lot of clout. But anyway, Jeter had a great day today. Five hits. So yeah. he's actually got three thousand and three hits. What's the three thousand with the home was a home run. Home run, and that's this is my question to you guys: is uh, if you had caught Jeter's three thousand home run, what would you have done with it? Would you sell it? I would. would give you it, give I would it to him. I would give it to you, Rob. You'd give it to me. Yes, I would allow you to decide what to do with it. I feel like I wouldn't. I, you would, I, <laughs> you'd I, give me a million, like a million dollar baseball. Well, I'm sure if you sold it, you'd probably give me a little cash, like take me out to a nice dinner or something. <laughs> you stole my answer. Really? You really? really give it no, to really. I don't know. I might sell it. I don't think I would keep it for me. You would totally sell Andy, it. Andy, would, you'd would sell it and buy I would break it and sell it. <laughs> break it and try to return it to Derek Cheater. <laughs> sell it on eBay, broken. <laughs> can, can we reference why and we're making fun of Andy for selling broken I've things? been known, okay, it was one time, to buy something on eBay. And all 83 at eBay, don't buy anything. Yes. And um, go ruin his user profile. It was, it was my first year in, in college, and I bought some subwoofers for my car. And I, I think I blew one of them out, of or, some, or a shorter one of them out, so I sold them back to someone else on eBay. And I got almost all my money back. But So somewhere out there, there's some angry man who bought subwoofers from you. Yeah, but it was like nine years ago. Was it Derek Jeter? Are you still on his bad I side? I hope not. <laughs> so I would give it to Rob. You it would was. sell it. I feel honored that he would give it to me. Well, you, you, you're the fan. I like baseball, but I'm not a big Yankees fan. I mean, Derek Cheaters, I respect him, but I'm not a big fan of his. I mean, I was thinking about this earlier today. Being our age and our life, kind of, you know, at the beginning of our our adult life, more or less, um, it'd be hard to turn down that much money that you would get for that baseball. And the guy who caught it today, his name was Christian Lopez, Christian he, Lopez. He gave it to Jeter. He's 23 years old. Gave it back. Gave it back. He well, got, that's, to, that's he got to meet Jeter. Don't they go out and like the demand stadium. them back? No, the stadium no. staff will, will try to identify who caught it. They'll escort you because they don't want you to get beat up. Pummeled. And, oh, you know, okay. Yeah. No, you don't get a foul ball, and they're like, you have to give that to us. <laughs> the, the, the Yankee uh, Secret Service will come uh, tackle you and yeah. take back what's theirs. See, I always assumed that like you know when they're monumental home runs or whatever, they would... 
It would go out and actually just... No, it's yours. Yeah, it's it's free game. Just like yeah. a, if you get hit in the face with a bat. You earn that hit in the face <laughs> with a bat. You get to keep it and pay for the medical bills and everything. <laughs> you also get free stitches, <laughs> except you need to pay for the stitches. So this gentleman, Christian Lopez, got um, he got front row tickets for the rest of the season this year. Really? In the playoffs. He got box tickets... Four box tickets. Wow. In the, in the, you know, classy boxes. That's awesome. Got three autographed Jeter bats, three autographed Jeter balls, and two autographed Jeter, 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 Jeter jerseys. <laughs> There's your baseball-related tongue twister. Not Jeter jersey. Jeter jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a pretty good reward, but, I mean, he can probably sell that baseball. Real I would think for at least $100,000. I, I got one better. Jar Jurgens jerseys. Jar Jar Jar. I would think somebody out there would pay six figures for Jeter's baseball. I mean, that's a huge thing. When was the last guy that hit 3,000? He's the first Yankee ever to hit 3,000. Know. Ever? Ever. Wow. In a Yankee uniform, yeah. that is. Wade Boggs was the last Yankee, I think, and he hit it with the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> so <laughs> Tampa Bay's like, woo, we get to celebrate something in our first couple seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, he gave it up against the Tampa Bay. David Price gave up the home run. That was a 3,000 hit. So it was pretty cool, pretty um, pretty awesome. But I want to ask you guys about the, the baseball thing. I think it is an interesting Thing to think about. What would you do? I mean, it would also depend upon who hit the ball. You know, Jeter, like I said, I'd probably give it to you because you'd do something awesome with right. it. Right. Well, you think anyone hitting a 3,000th hit it, would it, be a pretty big deal. Yeah, but if it was... If I didn't really have a horse in the game, I'd sell it. Yeah. You know, or give it back to the guy and be like, here, you do what you want with it. Knowing I'm probably going to get something out of it. You know, I'm going right. to at least be interviewed on ESPN. Yeah, he was. After the game, <laughs> he was interviewed. It'd just be so tough for me. I don't know. I, you want to be like Jeter and do the right thing, kind of like the lessons you've learned but from Jeter. But it's a million dollars. But, I mean, for us average folks, that's, you know, that's some, a really good this way to start your life. podcast ain't much right now. Yeah. So. so, but I thought it was interesting. And that led me to my next <laughs> kind of brainchild here, my top five Yankee mustaches of all time. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. This is going to be. I'm excited. It was just tough. There's some good Yankee mustaches. So I'll start with number five. My number five Yankee mustache is the one, the only, the other three thousand hit home runner, Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. I, I remember growing up and and recognizing that that's a good stash. Good mustache. He ate chicken for every game. Yep. Very superstitious. Uh, my number four mustache was Reggie Jackson, the mustache that stirred the drink. <laughs> my number three mustache was. I think this is surprising for people. Okay, who's number is, three? Is Don Mattingly. Why is that surprising? I don't know. I, I think a lot of people think he's pretty synonymous with a mustache. Yeah. Like, you think mustache, Don Mattingly, you know? But I, I had him number three because Goose Gossage, number two. Which is one of the best mustaches ever. Surprised that wasn't number one. I know. It was tough. It well, was. Who's, now we get to. Hey, we have a drum roll? Uh, <laughs> you got to warn me about these things. <laughs> and the number one New York Yankees mustache is the Captain Thurman Munson. Ooh, Thurman Munson. He had a beautiful handlebar mustache, and I thought it was, uh, he's, based on his playing career and the mustache, he got the top spot. Sorry about the drum roll. That's okay. Mark filled in appropriately, I think. That's what I do. That's how I roll. <laughs> That's what I bring to the table. That's how you drum roll. Uh, uh, oh, you're clever. hey oh. Sometimes we're clever. So that's my little uh, my little rant and homage to Derek Jeter. Uh, if if you uh, get a chance to read the book, The Captain, it's very good. It uh, describes his career in a positive light, which I don't know how else you would describe <laughs> it. Describe it with Jeter, but it's he's, a good book. I, I, I think he's just really kind of hard to hate. He is. He, he's one of the. He's one of the. Don't like him. There are people who don't, and it's because he's got. He lets. He's got a wall 
Yeah. And they don't let you don't get to see the human side and the flaws. I mean, you really can't think of anything bad he's done. I think he would be the most surprising athlete ever if it came out that he ever dabbled in steroids yeah. or anything like that. He's very protective he's, of his... He's kind of like the reverse Tiger Woods at this point. Yeah. Like, Woods is just... Everything's falling apart. And Dirk Jeter's just consistently been... I mean, say... I know he's been slumping a little bit now that Jeter's gotten a little older, but... Well, I think I think this season it was this 3,000. I think that was weighing on him. I yeah. think... Uh, uh, going to our fantasy baseball league, I have him on our team, on my team, and uh, I've been kind of waiting for him to get a three thousand because I think he'll go back to being like Derek Jeter. Yeah, I think I think he still got it. Still plays well on the field. Yeah, yeah after he got bashed for a couple years, <laughs> was it Sabermetrics or something? Oh about? yeah, Sabermetrics, baseball nerds everywhere. But man, numbers. <laughs> I think he's going to go down as the greatest shortstop that ever played the game. You mean you don't like a Rod? <laughs> Shortstop. <laughs> uh, oh, I have another topic for. We're gonna re, we're gonna Thank be recording. Goodness. Let's stop talking about the Yankees. Well, Jeez, I, I, I get enough people talking about them. What's next? Um, I have a question for you guys, and it's a question that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, if you could punch any animal ever, what animal would you punch? Did the animal wrong me? Uh, sure, <laughs> the animal uh, pooped on something. You ca- it pooped on Derek Jeter's three thousandth hit baseball. As long as it wasn't my three thousand, no, no, it pooped on yours too. But that's that's wronging you. It wronged Rob by oh, pooping okay. on Jeter's. Okay. And if it's a big animal, that's a whole lot of poop. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so triceratops. <laughs> I would not want to punch a triceratops. Just be like hitting the side of a truck. <laughs> so what animal would you punch? Mark? Oh, I, this is a very easy answer. Uh, giant panda. I would punch giant a panda. giant panda right in the face. I hate giant pandas. Can, you hate giant I hate pandas. Giant pandas. They're adorable. No, they are not. They're right. terrible wastes of money. We All spend right. billions of dollars trying to rescue a species that doesn't like to recre- procreate. They don't do it. They don't make little baby giant pandas. False. I saw a, a YouTube video <laughs> with it's on the internet. It's true <laughs> with a, a giant panda and a little baby panda. And the giant panda sneezes. No, the baby panda sneezes, and the giant panda is freaked out by it, and it's hilarious. And you know what I want to punch? That little baby giant panda. That's what I want to punch. How can you have a little baby giant panda? So how? (laughs) Well, when a mama panda and a a papa panda (laughs) fall in love and stop sitting on their fat butts eating bamboo for 23 hours a day, which is all they do. Oh, panda. So how are they um, preventing this endangered species from going extinct? If they don't like to procreate, uh, this might get us an explicit tag on iTunes. Uh, panda porn. They've actually taken to encouraging pandas to mate by showing them videos of other pandas mating. It hasn't worked. Millions of dollars. Are That's spent really disturbing. Year That's quite I'm trying to get pandas actually. to make other pandas, and it's <laughs> not working. The, the species obviously doesn't want to be around anymore. Wow. So at any rate, Mark right would punch. <laughs> Such a giant panda. <laughs> if it was a little giant panda, I would drop kick it. I can't think of any animals that I really hate. <laughs> panda porn is the name of my <laughs> The Vapors cover band. <laughs> the Papers, the Vapor, the Papers. The Vapors have the, the single hit turning Japanese. <laughs> I really think so. Although baby pandas are in China. <laughs> it still works. Little baby giant pandas. Little baby giant pandas. Uh, Rob, what animal would you punch if you could punch any? Animal? I'd like to defer to Andy. I got to think about this. 
Well, I just I, I could I could go on and on ranting about why I hate giant pandas. By the way, I did a quick guys. Google search of ugly animals, <laughs> and I really <laughs> why you want to cause cause ugly animals any more pain? I know they're unfortunate. Oh, okay. They're like James Franco's mustache. <laughs> you feel bad for them. Um, if you get a chance, Google um, the blobfish. Oh, that looks terrible. Yeah, I just want to know what sound it would make if I punch it. <laughs> Blobfish is the name of my meatloaf cover band. Oh, it's actually the name of my Wilson Phillips cover band. <laughs> uh, to give you guys some more time, I asked my father this question before I came here today. He would want to punch a walrus. He'd want to hang it up like a, like a punching bag and punch a walrus. Was it hanging up by the tusks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought that was strangely practical of him. <laughs> I gotta go work out today. I gotta you know, throw, throw gloves, at, uh, throw a few gloves at the bag. <laughs> walrus. I was trying to figure out what kind of noise walruses make. So thank you for filling that in for <laughs> me. Punch a manatee. I'm a, I'm a sea cow. You're a sea cow. I'm a manatee. Bam! Right in the sea cow face. Right in the panda face. Right in the panda face. I would. They're terrible animals. I think I have mine now. All right, Rob. I would punch a bunny rabbit. A little, a little, a yep. little tiny. <laughs> yep. the tiny little tinier the better. Better. <laughs> you get more distance with the tiny. <laughs> That's <one>. right. <laughs> well, I don't really want to hurt my hand at all, <laughs> and just to punch an animal. So I think I might punch a bunny. All right, fair I enough. C- I could see that. I think that's going to be a viral video at one point. That Rob punches a bit. A bunny. In fact, I would like someone to pitch a bunny at me, <laughs> and I'd punch it in midair. <laughs> you want to go punch bunnies in my garage? I'm going I'm, I'm to build a bunny. Yup. I'm going to. Do we just become best friends? Yup. <laughs> I'm going to build a bunny launcher for you and just shoot the bunny at you. Well, that was a horrible topic. <laughs> <laughs> Andy hasn't answered yet. I said blobfish. <laughs> that's really your answer? Yes. Wow. Blobfish. Blobfish. It's such a terrible animal. It has, has nothing going for it. You just want to punch it? At least a panda is, is, is it? I like pandas, fella. Panda bears are oh, terrible bears. Punch a koala bear. That might be fun. They got a big nose. No, those are awesome. I'm talking about Andy. Andy's a terrible human being. So I'm not a... Blobfish, Andy. I'm a little offended. <laughs> terrible human being. You're like, you're like a panda bear of humans. <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. <laughs> I just don't like panda bears. I, I we gathered that from your, your entire rehearsed explanation. Hey, Mr. Grumpy Gills. <laughs> when life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? I don't wanna know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, punching blobfish. Yep. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> solution to everything. Some yep. people think dance is a solution. And he just says, punch another blobfish. Sorry, guys. So that's... I apologize. I think about... I went on a giant animal kick for a little while. Just you know, I, I'm an insomniac. I look at, at the internet a lot. And uh, there's a really cool BBC special where they... It's like inside nature's giants. I've seen this. And they uh, dissect and do autopsies on giant animals. So it's a... Uh, they cut open an elephant. That was astounding. I saw that one. Yeah. There's and so much inside of an elephant. <laughs> How much of it is inside an elephant? So much. And, and they're, they're doing this. A baby this panda Rolled right out of Boom. the intestines. That's where we left Sing Sing. That was my generic baby panda name. I'm sorry. Uh, but they, uh, There's also a prison. Yes. Up the river. 
they uh, cut open the elephant, and it's just epic. They're in this veterinary school in London, and the elephant had died, and they're trying to figure out how it had passed away at a zoo. And they were using it as a teaching lesson to all these wannabe vets, and they literally had to put up a plastic wall between the elephant and the students because they've had people vomit and pass out from the smell of large dissections. Whoa. It's pretty epic. You should check it out. It's on YouTube. They uh, dissect a, a whale at a beach, and they, only have, they have a, a short period of time to get to it. Is that what Rob's watching right now? Mm-hmm. No. Oh. <laughs> elephant. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I jumped a little bit. There's an elephant in the apartment. That's apparently an elephant roar. Elephants can't jump. What else can't jump? White men. Pandas. <laughs> they jump if I punch them hard enough. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson cannot jump. Chocolate Thunder. Vanilla Thunder. Vanilla Thunder. White men can't jump. Uh, so that was my question. That was my random question of the day. If you could punch Punching an animal. animals. Yeah. So sad. You know what I think it's time for? I think it's time for him to cue the music. It's time for the cinema professor. One, a two. A one, two, ready, go. Am I supposed to have music for this? You made music for this. Am I going? Oh, am I going? Okay, I'm sorry. That was your hurry, cue. Hurry, 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 hurry. I'm a cinema. 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 A cinema professor. Professor. <laughs> 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 I didn't. <laughs> all, all that, all those voices were the cinema professor himself. That was all me for the burping. It was all me. Cinema. Cinema. And we get to hear it again. I guess it was so good. Andy is so excited. Okay, I'll stop it. I'm sorry. Andy's really proud of himself for that. I'm nervous about this week's uh, Uh, movie selections. Bringing you back up to speed real quick about The Cinema Professor. We pick three movies Andy has never seen, and he has to give us a summary and description of the movie, and then we read him back the actual description. Can she not wink? Emily? Yeah. No, she can't. What was that? We just had a walkthrough. Emily just walked by and, and she tried winking and looked rather hilarious. Yeah. It's scary. All right. So, Andy, currently on the season, you are one in five. You've gotten one out of six movies kind of correct. And that one was Fast and Furious. Yes. No does. No definite articles. That's what we could call one of our episodes. Uh, so I have one. I'll, should I go? You, know, you said you had a movie, right? Yeah, why don't you go first? Well, this comes to us from a uh, friend of the show, a uh, friend of ours, uh, Miss Tori Wigurski, who is located usually in New York City, is in Kentucky for the month. And via Twitter, she gave you a movie. I'm excited because oh, I've never seen this movie. So you've never seen. I've never seen this movie. Uh, the movie is called "My Beautiful Laundrette." My beautiful laundrette. Yes. Can we define laundrette? <laughs> Can you uh, uh, type, 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 laundrette? <clears throat> I hope I'm saying that right. Laundrette. That's what it looks like. Laundrette. Andy, don't touch your keyboard. I'm looking up laundrette. Uh, I, I have it right here. Okay. The definition of laundrette, it is British. It's British English. And it is a laundromat. Oh. My beautiful laundromat. I'm going to make sure about that. I just filled that in with other website actually being loaded. A self-service laundrette. Self-service laundrette. Okay. So it's like My beautiful laundrette. Yes. I believe it is about a... And it's from the mid-80s, and it's British. 
mid eighties and British. That's all the hints you get. It's about a Hope I'm not just a single girl who was doing her laundry at the laundrette, <laughs> and um, you know all the all the the male figures in this movie they they go do their laundry too, and they're all just really taken by this girl who will remain nameless because I don't want to guess that. Um, so single girl What's at her a name? laundrette. Um, her name is Joan. Joan, good British name. Um, single single Joan at the laundrette. Um, every time she goes, the, the 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 guys just swoon over her. They really, they really want to take her out and ask her out on a date, but she's just too busy doing her laundry all the time. <laughs> Mark is laughing because I think he just looked up the actual plot of this movie. Um, so all the all the men in town think that this laundrette is absolutely beautiful because it contains this girl. Aww. way off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Summary of the storyline from Hugo, user on IMDb. Uh, Much of the Pakistani Hussein family has settled in London, striving for the riches promised by Thatcherism. Nasser and his right-hand man, Salim, have a small number of businesses, and they do whatever they need to make money, even if the activities are illegal. As such, Nasser and his immediate family live more than a comfortable lifestyle, and he flaunts his riches wherever he can. Meanwhile, his brother, alcoholic Ali, once a famous journalist in Pakistan, lives in a seedy flat with his son, Omar. Ali's life is not in London is not as lucrative, in part because of his left-leaning politics, which do, do not mesh with the ideals of Thatcherism. To help his brother, Nasir gives Omar a job doing menial labor. But Omar, with bigger plans, talks Nasser into letting him manage Nasser's run-down laundrette. Omar seizes what he sees as an opportunity to make the laundrette a success and employs an old friend. Oh, my God. I was way off. You went romantic comedy all over that, <laughs> and this is like a, a highly respected comedy drama. Um, <laughs> was that just a little uh, uh, Dr. Horrible? And hear that breaking sound. That's actually the first thing I thought of was the Dr. Horrible laundromat scene. Yeah, it was a good scene. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just gone with that. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is in it. I like him. That's a name you, you'll know. I enjoyed him in Last of the Mohicans. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. One in six. One in six. That was way off. The plot tackles many controversial issues such as homosexuality, racism, and Britain's economic and political policy during the 1980s. Okay, so maybe it's a single man at the laundromat. Named John. Named John. (laughs) And all the men are taken. Never mind. I already got it wrong. Yeah, we're done. One of these days, I want my one to turn into a two, <laughs> Your goal because is. I don't want Fast and Furious to be my only one that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, throw, we'll throw you up a softball one time. Yeah, that'll, that will be nice. Rob, do you have the next movie? I just can't wait till uh, Kevin Kern is a guest on our yes! show. Yes! And um, tells us about some movies that, you know, he's seen. I just want to apologize for that uh, pleasant scene a little earlier. Oh, uh, also, <laughs> I've in, seen that one. In honor of participating in the podcast, Tori will get a free mustache. Like you're going to shave your mustache and mail it to her? I will never. That shave That would be this really mustache. weird. That would be really weird. Van Gogh the stash, both for her and for you, because you just have a beard with no. I could grow it back, Andy. Get one of those, uh, like on command. The, <laughs> it's a chia pet. <laughs> the magnet woolly guy thing, and you can build your own mustache on him. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Wooly Wally. Well, no, we have plastic mustaches. We have for people that participate in the show. 
So. Plastique. Uh, All right, my movie yeah. is a 1986 thriller. It's thriller to me, at least. And in honor of the space shuttle going up for the final time, mm. my movie is Space Camp. <laughs> what is Space Camp, the movie, all about? Have you space ever seen Space Camp, Camp Rob? Uh, I might have owned it. Yeah. Is the world real? It. Is the world <laughs> Or whatever he said the first time. Okay. Space Camp. I feel like I've heard about this movie, but I don't quite remember. It if is you a- need help, it stars famous actresses and actors like Leah Thompson, Kelly Preston, Joaquin Phoenix. He doesn't know any of those people. Kate Capshaw. It is about a group of space camp counselors who so far so good are welcome thank you <laughs> are welcoming a a new group of campers a new group of um space trainees campers trainees is that what they call them there yep a new group of trainees and they are just they don't want to be there anymore and they're not paying attention to any of the trainees they're going out and partying all the time um, trainees not trannies i said tra- <laughs> space camp i said trainees and, um, you know, it just turns into a huge giant mess because they're not paying attention to any of the kids and they're just uh, paying attention to each other. Tate Donovan is also in it. He's fun. That doesn't help. That's my whole explanation. Tom Skerritt. Is that, is that all of it? Yes. Okay. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you got that one wrong, too. One and seven. There's a short little synopsis here on IMDb. It's... The young attendees of Space Camp find themselves in space for real when the shuttle is accidentally launched into orbit. I wish I knew that. <laughs> and it was actually kind of a big plot point right there. <laughs> was it a good movie? No. Oh, it was, it, was, it was actually filmed at the, the space camp where I worked in Huntsville, Alabama. And one of the big plot holes is that the rockets and shuttles aren't launched from Huntsville, Alabama. They are yeah. launched from <laughs> Florida. Yeah. So... The, the kids took a bus to the shuttle and then got on, and then it accidentally got launched by the little robot friend. Because there had to be a robot. It was a mid-80s movie. Yep. What about the robot? Bam. Losing losing record. So that is way off. Do we have another movie? Um, I got a couple that I had to a- have to ask him about. Okay. Uh, have you ever seen the movie 12 Angry Men? I've read the book. Ah. Uh, eh. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yes. You've seen that? You've seen that. Wow, that's surprising. Uh, I'm looking for a little older school. I like having an old school. Who's the star of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Uh, Jack Nicholson. Well done. Mm-hmm. All right. Well done. Sunset Boulevard. No. All right. Sunset Boulevard it is. <laughs> Number 32 on the IMDb Top 250. Sunset Final. Boulevard. I, don't, I have no idea. Sunset yeah, Boulevard. I, I'll give you a couple of hints. It is an old school movie. 1950. Okay. Um, and it's set in Hollywood. Is it set on Sunset Boulevard? It might involve that. Okay. Right? This movie, Sunset Boulevard, is set on Sunset Boulevard. It involves a jazz nightclub on Sunset Boulevard. Um, the trumpet player is in love with the piano player. And it's um, it's a it's a big chase movie chasing the love of the you know hot piano player. So piano player is a girl. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, 
they end up together and they open up their own jazz club across the street on Sunset Boulevard. Called Sunrise Boulevard. How did you know I, that's what I was thinking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one for eight. One and eight is your record now. I knew I was going to be way one off on eight. that one. Uh, the story, set in 1950s Hollywood, focuses on Norma Desmond, a silent screen goddess whose pathetic belief in her own indestructibility has turned her into a demented recluse. The crumbling Sunset Boulevard mansion where she lives with her butler, Max, who was once her director and husband, has become her self-contained world. Norma, Norma dreams of a comeback to pictures, and she begins a relationship with Joe Gillis, a small-time writer who becomes her lover. That will soon end with murder and total madness. Some of our movie buff listeners and friends must be just so ashamed of me right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> the trumpet player falls in love with the piano player. I'm uh, just pulling that I know, I like it. I, I, I want to say, as we go to end the Cinema Professor segment for this week, that you have received compliments on how quickly you can come up with summaries that vaguely involve these movies. Have I? Yeah. And they said we should also make sure we keep these recordings so if we ever want to actually go to Hollywood, we can make dollified versions of movies. Just little five-minute movies of all my explanations. Famous quote from Sunset Boulevard? Anybody? Rob, you ever seen this movie? Rob? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I was wandering there for a second. I thought we lost him. <laughs> he fell asleep. Andy's, uh... It was long. <laughs> the cinema professor. You know what is wrong? What do you think? The cinema professor. Was that the, that was the third one of the day, wasn't it? Yep, that was number three. I was kind of hoping for the song again. That's what I heard. Loud noises. Loud noises. So, what's going to be our final topic for this podcast? Uh, do you want to go for your list or my list? Uh, well, let's go for my list since I, I, you know, I brought Space Camp and the, the the shuttle lifting off the other day. So, I've got I've actually compiled a list I thought was pretty interesting. Um, the final space shuttle launch. Oh, uh, Atlantis. Yeah, that I'm sad that it would, I want more space shuttles. It's gone. It's gone, and it didn't even make the front page of most newspapers that really? day. Yeah, the next day it did. I saw it on a lot of papers, but 30 year shuttle program gone, done. And uh, that so, was that was yesterday. So I got. Can can either of you guys name all the orbiters? Atlantis, Endeavor. Atlantis, Enterprise? Endeavor. There's seven. Oh, there's seven. Atlantis, seven. Endeavor. Enterprise 1. Enterprise 2. No. Enterprise 4. <laughs> <laughs> they retired Enterprise 3 years ago. You've no. just stumped Markipedia. I don't know what I did. Is. Oh, man. Sweet. <laughs> New segment. Stump Markipedia. Name the space shuttles. Orbiters. And, and Endeavor. So you guys got Endeavor. No, we counted. These are seven that are still around. Let's do seven, the seven total, and then there was Challenger. There's Challenger. Okay, so so we've got Atlantis, Challenger, Endeavor, Endeavor. Andy, there's uh, another one that we lost. Yeah, what was the other one? I know Challenger was the first one. Challenger. It was a, it was was it Columbia? It was yeah. Columbia. Yep. Good job, Andy. Thank you. There's one that Andy has actually seen in real life. Uh, I Who's have. That? Yeah, <laughs> Andy hugged the space shuttle once. It was adorable. He, he came yeah. when he came and visited me in Alabama. So that's four of seven. Yeah, we have four of seven. So we're looking for three more. One you've actually seen before in person. 
I'm just trying to think of awesome names that I would name a space shuttle, but I don't think they name them like I would. <laughs> I'd be like the Liberator, the Napper, <laughs> the Napper. <laughs> um, I'll build my own space. The Boomstick. The Boomstick. Can you give me a first letter? P. Path. Path. See this? Finder. Pathfinder. Pathfinder. This is my Boomstick. What is that from? It's Mark's space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> my space shuttle. <laughs> Uh, so Pathfinder. So Columbia Challenger, Pathfinder, Enterprise, Discovery, Endeavor. Enterprise Atlantis. and Discovery is the Those are two. And Andy has seen Enterprise, and he's also seen Pathfinders. Pathfinders at Space Camp right now. Because so, Pathfinder, oh, that's retired, right? Retired it's retired. Right? Actually, Pathfinder was a mock-up so okay. that they could test the, uh, you know, the crawler and all the different buildings. I was reading about that stuff because uh, I follow somebody on Twitter that went to a tweet-up for the last shuttle launch. Tweet-up. Tweet-up. And it's, so they had a, a big tent there and, and watching the shuttle from up close. And uh, I was reading about the crawler and how, you know, it uses like 127 gallons to the mile. Yeah, it goes like one mile an hour. <laughs> uh, two if it's unloaded. What? Yeah. One if it's loaded. It takes like five hours to get and it from And if you see the new Transformers movie, Tay Diggs is uh, <laughs> in charge of the crawler. I'll bring this up in the next what was podcast. The, uh, <laughs> FYI. Which one? What was the replica at the um, Udvar Hazy Center? Well, that wasn't actually a replica. That, that was a glider, the Enterprise. Oh, my bad. And that was lobbied by the nerds to name <laughs> one of the <laughs> of course, shuttles. Of course, it has to be named the Enterprise. One of the orbiters, the Enterprise. So they gave the nerds that one, and that one goes up <clears throat> on 747s and is released, and it glides back down to test the landing and all that stuff. Oh, okay. So that's cool. So there's three, there's three main shuttles we have left. Um, Atlantis, Endeavor, and Discovery. And they're all finding new homes. And uh, unfortunately, Space Camp, who bid on one of them, I believe, didn't get one of the new ones. They're going to stick with Pathfinder. Now, in order to bid on these, I mean, I'm guessing that they'd have to... Uh, is there monetary retribution involved? Are they like, we're going to give NASA $2 million for this? You know, I don't know. I don't think so. I or think it's just like it's a bid, like, like a, we have these facilities to host it. Right. This is what we're going to do with right. it. Right. We have to, you know, they have to meet the standards that they want to protect these relics and uh, house them. So, so Atlantis... Is going to stay in Florida when it comes back. It's going to stay Kennedy Space Center, yeah. which is cool. Um, Discovery is going to go to D.C. in Udvar Hazy, which is an, an extension of uh, the Air and Space Museum. So, and then Enterprise, which which is at Udvar Hazy, is going to get displaced to New York City. Really, at the uh, New York City, the Air and Space Museum in New York City. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, so hopefully it'll bring people, get them interested in different parts of the country. And this one surprised me the most. Uh, Endeavor is going to California. California Science Center. That seems odd. Yeah. Well, it, apparently they build the orbiters in California. Yeah. So it's it's going to be like right down the road from where oh, they built it. That's cool. So it's it's kind of a neat thing. You know, you kind of have one in almost every corner of the yeah, so United they, States. They, they, you can see one if you're nearby. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't give one to Houston. Houston is not a very good space center. I, and, I went there. And Houston's just not a very good city. No. Houston's the giant panda of America, to my, <laughs> my mind. Houston. <laughs> like the, they have a problem. Like <laughs> oh, Andy's clever. <laughs> Like punch, punch Houston. <laughs> Have you ever been to Houston, Andy? No. It's really a. I, I apologize for anybody living in Houston, and I'm sure I'm sure there's good things about Houston, but I really just don't like the city. Um, but yeah, space shuttles. I, I really hope that at some point we go back up to space. We get something like that program. It was great. I mean, space is awesome. It's cool. We need to keep exploring. I mean, otherwise we're just gonna sit around and do nothing. Yeah. And things like Velcro won't get invented or stuff like that. 
Well, just like the space shuttle program, I think it's time to end ours. Well, actually, but before we, we sign off for, for today, I just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, our friend Kevin Kern. Yes. Who is currently doing uh, – he's on a film trip in Italy for the summer. I believe he's doing an internship out there. And he listens to the podcast. He, he said that he's a, he's a big fan, and he even made some of his friends with him on the trip listen to it. Those and, uh, he poor, let, poor people. And he let me know last night that uh, – You can see Italy or listen to my friends from back home talk about things. We're both at the same time. Uh, they probably don't understand much of the English. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere, somehow, we're being used to teach people English. But uh, I, I spoke with Kevin a little bit last night, and um, he let me know that one of the girls on the trip um, listened to our podcast, and she thinks that Rob has a – and I quote – a sexy Canadian man voice. So I just wanted to thank Kevin for that little little quote. And um, hey there. I also want to thank Rob for his voice. <laughs> What's this whole boot? Hey. So throughout the next podcast, I'm going to refer to Rob only as sexy Canadian man. I'm not entirely sure where the Canadian part came from. I've but, been to uh, Canada. Me too. It's nearby. Yeah. It's America's hat. So sexy Canadian man. Canadian man voice. I don't know if it's sexy sexy Canadian man. Voice or sexy Canadian man voice? Man voice. The, yeah. I think I'm going to stick with man voice. <laughs> I don't. I don't know exactly how I feel about that. I guess I feel flattered a little. Hey, you got complimented on your voice. We got nothing. Here's it's it. true. Nobody likes my voice. I don't even like my voice. I hate my voice. I don't think anyone likes their voice on recordings. Well, that's true. Anyway, I hate goodbyes. <laughs> It is time to wrap up the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you again for listening uh-huh. to this episode. Big Mustache Thursday, www.facebook.com slash Big Mustache Thursday or Big Mustache Thursday at gmail.com. I'm going to say Big Mustache Thursday about four more times. Big Mustache Thursday. iTunes Big search Big Mustache Thursday. There you go. Subscribe. You'll get the automatic updates. It's fun. And uh, look forward to more podcasts. Comment on the page. Let us know what we should talk about because sometimes we don't know. Go punch a baby panda. If you do punch a baby panda and you photograph it, I, I, will, I will shave off my mustache and send it to you. Click. <laughs> Why isn't my music playing? My, oh. We were going to be played out.